Hey, My Mom's Basement listeners, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever, you can't find the fairway with a map, and the bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Hello and welcome to My Mom's Basement presented by Barstool Sports and 3G. It is Robbie Fox and Clem back in the basement after a while. It was me mom's cellar for a while. <laughs> I was over in London. We couldn't get a nerdy episode together. And now we finally got one. Another free swim kind of mailbag edition. Shout out to Eddie. Shout out to the dog walk for using that little trademark of his right there. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a chill episode. Today is actually the original Multiverse of Madness release date for Doctor Strange. So happy release date, Clem. The fucking, you know, out of all those little combinations that panned out in his brain, this was this was where one of them went, where the release date was supposed to happen. Unfortunately, it's not the case. But hey, I think the way everything has gone off, the way they've kind of rewritten everything, I think we'll be all right. I wish, I do wish it was out right now because we have Moon Knight coming out next week and then the basement is going to be, we're going to be flooded with nerd stuff for a while. Uh, But it kind of worked out perfect. Bob was over there. You you bloke over in England. uh, Absolute W of a trip. I mean, the Patty the Batty fight was incredible. Uh, The meatball is now like as a co-worker. Yeah, we got (laughs) her. We signed her. It's official. I put that in the notes. Like yesterday, I got the tweet from Dave. I found out just like everyone else did basically with that tweet. It was like great news. We officially signed the meatball. She officially tweeted me and said that she wants to do meatball and beer reviews all over New York City. I said, I'll be your Frankie. I'll just go and film him if you want me to. Like Meatball Molly McCann, if you don't know, is Patty's teammate. They call her Patty's big sister because they've been training together for like nine, ten years. And she honestly like acts like his big sister. It's so funny. If you watch their interview, we had them like together on the Spin and Backfish show this week. And Patty starts talking about how much he's been eating and how excited he is to get fat. She's like, oh no, Patrick, go, oh, go for a run, Patrick. Come on, go, I love it. She goes to Patrick. the gym. Yeah, I love it's she the calls best. Him Patrick, he's you it's know he's Patty. He has the haircut. He's just such like a character. He's like a cartoon character. And then she calls him Patrick and kind of grounds them all. So shout out and shout out to the whole UFC as a whole. Uncle Dana, the fucking subscriptions are going up. The views are going up in the basement. And so FaceTime and Dave not only during my interview, but as soon as Patty wins, he FaceTime Dave like from cage side, basically like. This connection, this barstool UFC, we're signing fighters and everything. All things are coming up for this connection. I feel like it's, it's awesome. It's awesome because when you have someone that you're rooting for, or just like fights in general, like a big fight night, whether it is UFC or even boxing, 
like the celebration or just even like Twitter is always the most electric for those moments. And then to be able to have it in the live stream and then having Dave so invested. And now we have people, you know, coworkers are fighting. I think it's awesome. So I, like, that got me really stoked. I was watching it live and the timeline was every single one of us idiots who work here, like Patty or Batty or some, <laughs> yeah. you know, combination of the two. So uh, yeah, big things for, for Bob Fox here, man. That was awesome. And, and Patty and the fact that Patty is with blaze, who is a you know, uh, yeah, you know did game legend. time? It, it's gonna like bother Smitty every single time, which kind of makes me laugh too. But Blaze <laughs> is a good dude. I mean, we love him as well. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see he's landed on his feet. So I told uh, this story yeah. already, but at the after party, Blaze is the king. If you don't know, Blaze used to work for Game Time. He got let go by Barstool, and now he works for Patty's Batty. So he basically works for Barstool again. He's the best. Nobody has ever had a bad word to say about him. Everyone yeah. loves him, and he's kind of like Blaze's. Frankie right now he's or he's a uh, Patty's Frankie he's his right hand guy so at the after party he was like going grabbing drinks for everyone grabbing food for Patty that was the funniest thing like Patty was not interested in drinks party and celebrating he was like get me one of everything on the menu and he just sat at a table eating food the whole time it was great it was it was like a wholesome time I met Patty's fiance his dad his family it was like so nice and then all of a sudden Blaze just comes in the back family room with Molly McCann on his shoulders. She's like, literally like she's at a concert, just going, give me a chicken wing. Give me a chicken wing. Someone gives her a chicken wing. She takes a big bite and just yeets it into the crowd behind her. Just throws it back. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, let's just say there's going to be plenty of good stuff coming out of those two over. uh, There's a video of her falling off the bars, trying to sing sweet Caroline at the after party, just (laughs) falling straight off the bar. I mean, they, those two need a podcast together. I think they did an episode of Patty's podcast together and the numbers were crazy. So I think if we get them on a weekly show together, some kind of like brother, sister, you know, we'll come up with a clever name for it. Oh, that'll be, that'll be money. And speaking of numbers, like you said, the subscriptions are up. So subscribe on the YouTube right now. Even if you haven't 17K we're at right now, let's get to that 20. Just casually wearing the Infinity Gauntlet over there. Yep, just wearing the Infinity Gauntlet today. AJ, I am now like officially Thanos in the house. I get the gauntlet. AJ throws his Captain America gear on. Sienna will kind of usually go Black Widow. Last time she ended up being a Proxima, whatever her name is. So oh, yeah. uh, she kind of, she joined my team. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to steer into the Thanos side of things because we're getting nerdy here. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. So, you said Multiverse of Man is supposed to come out today. You know, still rumors about runtime, all this. What are you hoping for in terms of the runtime? Are you hoping for two hours, two and a half, fucking three, go another Batman here? What are you, what are you hoping for? Not three. Batman was my uh, fill for three-hour superhero movies this year, I feel like. Like, even that movie that I love so much. I got, like, a sick poster when I went in IMAX. Let me show the poster off, just in case the people haven't seen, like, people the People on IMAX the YouTube got to see it, yeah. Exactly. This is, like... I might frame this thing. Yep. That's really legit. cool. Like just a sideways kind of overall. It's got the, the red glow of it, like the red flare Batman leading the people out or whatever. Um, so I've gotten my fill of three hour superhero movies this year, 
but I would like it to be over two hours. I feel like a movie like Multiverse of Madness is going to be an event movie. It's going to be like one of those, holy shit, I can't believe they're doing Endgame style stuff, No Way Home style stuff. So I, I'm, I'm very okay with, I think the, the rumor is two and a half hours. I think that's totally cool. Like for a movie like this, it's a movie that deserves it. Whereas if I saw this for like, eternals which we did it was you know that was one of the longest yeah. marvel movies that was a little intimidating for doctor strange when i know we're getting x-men and we're getting cameos and reed richards might be in it and all that crazy stuff i'm okay with the two and a half hours i think it's gonna fly by yeah i this is a big enough movie this is an event movie for the mcu where like you said eternal shang chi those are introducing new characters this is probably gonna like you said hopefully knock on wood, introduce some new big characters and also tie up a lot, some of the loose ends, a lot of stuff that's going to take us into the next part of the phase here. There's a lot of shit that has to go down. I'm, I'm more than fine with two and a half hours. Again, that's the old man. That's the guy who has to piss, you know, twice during a movie that's, you know, two hours or more. That's someone that's coming from someone like me. So I, I, I'm, I'm right with Bob. Two and a half feels like the perfect amount for this movie or less. I, I'd be fine. With less. Yeah, even 215, something like that. Yeah, that feels yeah. right. And again, you're staying holding up the credits because, you know, there's going to be at least a, a post credit scene or two. Um, but, you know, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of shit they have to tie up. And whenever you're dealing with Doctor Strange and Magic, you have to kind of explain it a little bit more again, even to the people because the people who haven't seen every single piece of content in the last year, two years or, you know, even the first Doctor Strange. So, um, yeah, I'd be 100 percent fine with it. I someone said, like, this is going to be like Marvel's No Way Home. And I was like. Fuck it. Kind of is. This is a really big deal here. You know what I mean? And granted, No Way Home, it was like decades in the making, you know, apples and oranges, but yeah. it's tying in a lot of shit. And this could uh, be too, though. Think about Patrick Stewart. That first X Men movie came out decades ago, you know? That's a fair point. And I feel like we're finally going to get a little bit of closure from the WandaVision, which is where, you know, we yeah. kind of really started doing these basement visits to the basement and pumping up the nerd content and going through every single MCU show. Uh, I, I just kind of think of like how excited we were during that run and it's going to kind of get reopened again. And I kind of, I'm really hoping in the future, we're going to have Wanda in basically once every three or four movies, Scarlet Witch is somehow involved in it. Cause I think her character is going to be so important. And I, I love the way that uh, Elizabeth Olsen crushed it. I agree. We talked about this like off air. We were just texting each other and we said that she's still like the one to beat as far as Disney yep. plus performances go like that performance in WandaVision outrageously good just that one episode i think back to where she has the most amazing delivery of the line no i've ever heard yeah <laughs> no and everything goes back i was like holy fuck it gives me chills thinking about i got it goosebumps now. just it's, thinking it's about like it yeah. such a good moment such a good scene and uh, i think there is a rumor that she signed on for like seven more years for marvel i don't know if it's confirmed but oh. it was like the rumor i think said elizabeth olsen signs on for seven more years production starts on the first ever solo movie for her if that's true i'm all for it like clem just said like her performance the way she plays that character you give me as much scarlet witch as you possibly can at this point which i never thought i would say when we saw like yeah. age of ultron and she was doing the accent and it was all about the relationship and her brother like that it's crazy to me that i like her as much as i do she's one of my favorite characters in the entire universe and i feel like this movie is only going to make that hammer home a little more because even her line in the trailer where she's like i break the rules i'm a villain you break the rules you're the hero like that doesn't seem fair it's true like what dr strange did for spider-man was breaking the multiverse it's what she did for wandavision in a weird way he didn't entrap people and make them hostages like the citizens and whatnot but it's kind of similar 
Yeah, uh, there's there, she's been she's been kind of the victim of a lot of double standards and a lot of bullshit, right? Yeah. And I do think when her if it's a heel turn or kind of where she's more of this like in that chaotic good or whatever evil chart, she's going to be kind of in the middle and maybe skew to the right a little bit. And it's 100% justified, which makes characters and villains and whatever you want to call it more interesting. And I would love Way to better, see yeah. And even like like wrestling, right? Wrestling's so big and it's blowing up right now too. Shout out the basement is just is, is hitting I know, WrestleMania is next weekend, <laughs> April 2nd and 3rd. I'm going Easy, down to Speedwalk. But that's kind of the most fun about the parts of wrestling. It's like where you do have the the heel that does have some good parts of him and he could kind of play both sides of the fence and what the rock was like that back in the day this is you know my era talking dx oh, yeah. was kind of like that so um i kind of I'm, I'm really excited to see where wanda goes and to kind of see wanda i don't know if i ever made this comparison with her but this will be my sports comparison for the episode it's almost like with steph curry where it's like curry came into the league and he had like the ankle injuries and you know like you're like all right this guy's pretty good could do one thing pretty cool and i feel like she might just grow into like fucking mvp crazy ass like she's like shots from the the stands during (laughs) warm-ups because when you watch endgame again and you see us she just takes apart Thanos. she's like oh yeah Yeah. that's right she is the baddest motherfucker in this battle one division like it's almost like a rogue one thing how they like make a new hope better like wandavision and shit makes that scene better when it shows up you're like yeah you took everything from her and it's like (laughs) when he says i don't even know who you are it makes it hurt a little more for us too now we're like what he bought her a house in New Jersey. You <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, we have Jersey Bob coming in. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's a whole other part of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Jersey Bob, when I flew back to Jersey, I wanted to just note this because this is just a weird thing and a nerdy thing. I see Delta has the Star Wars movies on their thing. And it's a long flight back from London. I said, oh, this is perfect. I'll watch the original trilogy. They're the ultimate, like, comfort movies for me you know throw them on in the background you look up you could fall asleep wake up during a scene you know exactly where you are in the movie i said this is actually going to be a fun flight home i'm going to watch the entire original trilogy put on episode four watch the whole thing it was a great time i'm like this is one of the greatest movies watching it on a plane they don't have empire strikes back they have episode one two three four six seven eight nine they have rogue one i think they have solo they have every Star Wars movie except Empire. What the fuck? So I watched what I considered the the, the happy cut, which was just A New Hope into Return of the Jedi. <laughs> they never really get yep. one over on the uh, Rebels. The Rebels are just crushing them. Winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that See, you know what? Like the way my brain works, and I don't know what this is about like humans. It's like when you have like a thousand nice comments about you and then the one bad one just sticks in your crawl. All I would have thought of that entire way home is I just want to watch Empire. I just want to watch Empire. I, I, I was thinking that. You're right. Because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and like granted, like if you have, and usually the, the movies on the planes have gotten a lot better. I think I watched Dune on the way out to LA and I had never oh, even yeah. seen Dune. So it was nice to get that done. But like there is so much good shit. There is some good TV shows. Would you rather have Empire or everything else except for Empire? everything else except for empire because on a long flight like that it depends like on a shorter flight i'd rather just have empire but on a long, it was like 14 hour door-to-door day no obviously the whole flight wasn't that long but it was long so like for something like that i was i had a good time watching new hope and a good time watching return of the jedi that scene where the ewoks really think that c-3po is a god and they start (laughs) floating him and all that's just such a great scene that's such a great movie when he's telling the stories the war stories I really do love that movie. But the saddest scene in the history of Star Wars, I think, is in Return of the Jedi. And that one Ewok dies, and the other mm. one is fucking shaking him, trying to wake him up. 
Yeah, that's Sad. tough. The the cuteness factor, but then you're having some death involved. That just fucking like just it's like the dog fucking... swimming in the Gotham flood at the end of Batman. That's the saddest mo- moment in that movie. You Jesus, see a little Bob... golden retriever swimming. It's like what the fuck? We're not trying to get sad here on the pod. We're down in the basement. It's the first time in a while. We're not trying to bum everyone out. Um, no, but I'm with you. I will say, like for me, I would rather just have Empire, and then I could just hop around. Uh, th- but like the thing is, like I'm talking to like a guy with a fucking lightsaber tattooed on his body. I'm sure our guy prequel Stan is like, no, I, I very happily take the prequels and everything <laughs> yeah. else. But for a guy like me, I I would love to watch uh, you know New Hope, uh, Jedi, and I I kind of have to watch Force Awakens because I was so I want to know how how it, it is on a rewatch. It's been a while since I rewatched it, but just I think knowing still like it, yeah, knowing how the sequel trilogy ended, I was so hyped up after. Um, force awakens i think i did a podcast with it was charlie wisco and i think ra and we were we were all geeking out on it big time right as soon as it was uh released and now it's like obviously i know how it ends but i still i still really like the movie i know there were it was basically just a carbon clone of a new hope but i i even was like you know what if that's how we're going to reboot it and time is a flat circle that's fine um but for me i would probably just be like empire that gets me through like a good like what is that like two and a half hours it's over two yeah so yeah so a good chunk of time on the plane and then i just go somewhere else you know what movies are for me what in a plane it's basically the thing i can focus on when you hit that patch of turbulence and i'm just gripping on my seat and i just like put myself into the movie just to get me out because i am <laughs> yeah. the biggest bitch whenever there's a, the littlest bit of turbulence i am such a little bitch that's like crying to himself like i can't believe i'm up here i wish i was on the ground right now. <laughs> i had a lot on my flight home it was uh, never like to the point where you know you get turbulence where you feel like you're almost like in zero gravity for a second where like yep. it's such a big bump it's never to that point but it was just constant the whole flight was kind of bumpy and yeah i didn't love that one of the funniest things I ever said on Barstool, I'm going to put it in the top 10, and this, and it's coming from someone who said probably a bunch of the other things in the top 10, was in the original rundown on Comedy Central when there was the uh, story about the plane full of birds that, like, crashed, <laughs> and Big Cat was like, did they open the thing so the birds could fly out? And I was like, holy shit, that's, like, the <laughs> smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. It blew my mind. One very funny thing I wanted to bring up uh, from our dozen match. We played in the dozen, so if you yep. haven't seen that dozen match, Honkers versus ZD yet. Spoilers, ZD kicked our ass. It was tough. It was a rematch. Eddie went off. He scored eight points. He was on fire. <sighs> on fire. One of the funniest things, though, little thing. It wasn't even, like, a talked-about thing. Dave had a line where he goes, is every answer on this show just Jamie Lee Curtis? That really <laughs> cracked me up for some reason. I thought about it a couple times since we played, just laughing to myself going, is every answer on this show Jamie Lee Curtis? Just such a Portnoy line, you know, obviously. <laughs> and, and like having Dave so engaged and into it is, is the best. And I, he loves he loves reminding everyone that me and Eddie are like unstoppable in any food category, which I With appreciate. Snacks, as soon as your niche came up, he's like, double it. <laughs> it's like yeah dave we already doubled the niche that's fine but again that's that's the best part about dave but yeah Bornoy, like jamie lee i think someone called her jamie lynn curtis too which was a whole other maybe thing. yeah so, like jamie lynn spears you gotta yeah. swapped up that would be a face mash it's like jamie lynn spears's face and jamie lee curtis's body <laughs> <laughs> nothing worse than going against the honkers too just three likable people good team rabid fan base i will say though it was nice i, I didn't have the fan base coming at me like they usually do like the honkers are gonna murder zd 
Hawkers fans were very quiet. It's like they almost knew it was coming. And I'm telling you, the only thing worse, like the least safe lead in sports is when ZD is up any amount because we're just going to shoot ourselves in the foot. And you can see me right before the last question that we got right to win the game. I have my hands on my head and I'm just like, how the fuck are we going to blow this? And, you know, <laughs> credit to Dave. And, you know, Rico was the original was the original third member of ZD. Um, Dave has like he he he's gotten us out of our own heads and it, it wasn't even a Rico thing. I was the final answer guy when Rico was here, but it's just, it's such a different, he's a leader. There's, there's leadership. Yeah. Dave leads this company. He's the one who's been captaining the pirate ship since day one. And uh, he's the only reason that we kind of been ha- having a little bit of smooth sailing. And I wrote a whole blog about it. You could go read it on Barstool. Three words I want to say about us right now. ZD ain't bad. Every fucking game we have to play in the main event because we have a main eventer on our fucking team. So it's like Port- they're not going to put Portnoy against a team that's not very good. He's going to put it. Diff's going to put us against a team that puts asses in the seats. So it's the Honkers. It's Minahan. It's the Frankettes. It's Yak. It's the experts. We face fucking monster teams every single week. And our, our win-loss record isn't great. But like our points per match, we're right there with you guys. We have like the same points True. per match now, I think, after that thing. So um excited. We got uh we're heading to Chicago, which is gonna be fun. So get your tickets once they're out. And uh the like end a theater of- show too. That's like yeah. a legit, that's a, gonna be a big, big show. So definitely buy your tickets to that. That's gonna be awesome. And if you're a honkers fan, I appreciate you and we'll be back. The the night is darkest just before the dawn, <laughs> as they say in the dark night. You know, we'll be back. There will be honkings given out during the tournament. We will be honking left and right. Come on. I can't wait for that. Don't count the, us out. The tournament, um, like I think KFC said on the Dave Pointer show, like how the office has changed where it's much more like a lot of production and resources. And it's not as much like it was back at the old office where we we're all just gathered up in like the bullpen of content. But the, uh, the first uh, dozen tournament was the most electric I've seen in the office. And I don't go in that much. So I'm sure there was other moments that were like that other days, but it was like, we had the guys from Chicago and everyone was watching the tournament live. There is something about the dozen. I think as Barstool has become much more segmented and everyone's kind of going their own ways. I think the dozen does show how great Barstool is when everyone is on the same page yeah. of doing shit together. I wish, I, I hope we get more of that sooner rather than later. Cause that's my favorite part about Barstool. It's not, I you think know, we will too. Like the, the chatter in the office right now is all about the game shows coming back the surviving Barstool the all of that stuff which eric has said is coming back this summer i think i think we're gonna get a lot more of that in the future i hope so too because i like the collaborative stuff that was part of the when we started like the spin and backfist podcast it's one of the first things that i said like let's get as many people in the office we had kb on this week we're we have big evan jack mac on every week we've had mrags on we're gonna have jersey jerry on anyone that even has a slight interest in mma we want to get on the show and have that group vibe have that open door vibe that Barstool, I feel like, thrives on so much. Yeah, and it's when there's people that you least expect, you know, add something in. Um, And I I do think that, again, there was two years where basically Erica was writing email saying, do not come in the office unless you absolutely have to, (laughs) because there's a motherfucking pandemic. And like, you know, right before a big you know, uh, the Arizona bowl, which obviously got canceled or or different events. She's like, I don't need like our heavy hitters getting sick because someone came in. She didn't say that, but I I deducted that. Like, we don't need people, Dave getting COVID for the 18th time right before (laughs) we're about to have a big event or something like that. So hopefully, like I said, I think, I I do think that's going to be the case as well. That was one of my favorite things about um, when we previewed, or I think we we reviewed infinity war was, it was like, it was me, you, uh hubs was in there with us fran, fran. yeah yeah I, I think getting all those different uh voices and different like points of view i think that's awesome and then you have everyone else who like 
gets into all that kind of stuff. I was like, I was thinking, we, you know, we're gonna, have, I want to have, we want to have Chris Castellani on at some point yeah. in the basement. I'll see, we gotta get Fran in the basement at some point. She's a diehard nerd. She's like a closet nerd because everyone is supposed. She's to, probably so, Star Wars prequel Stan. Yeah. She, <laughs> wow, that's her burner. Fran's burner is Star Wars prequel Stan. <laughs> Star Wars prequels Fran. It fucking rhymes. That's oh, how you know shit. it's true. It really does. You just it outed rhymes. her that, on the pod. Might, yeah, that might be her. <laughs> Um, some other things that I wrote down before we get into, into some questions. I saw Billy Joel at the Garden last night. It was my first time seeing the king, Billy Joel, Glenny Balls King, of course. He was the one that convinced me to go because he couldn't. He was doing a stream, and I just heard him in the office be like, damn, I wish I was seeing Joel tomorrow. And I was like, is he at the Garden? And he said, yeah, tickets are cheap. You should go. I said, all right, Glenny, I will go. I brought my girlfriend. It was a great time. It's one of those shows where if you haven't seen Billy Joel live, you want to check that off the bucket list if you're a music fan. You want to say, I've been able to see him at the Garden. And every song he plays, you're like, oh, my God, this is him, too. This is such a crazy big hit. It's crazy. It was such a good show. And I wrote down a question for you. What's the one concert that you want to go to that you actually could? Not like a dream concert. Oh, I want to see the Beatles. Yeah. But like someone that's actually alive that you could go see. Because for me, it is Paul McCartney, who I'll see this summer. He's doing a tour leading up to his Glastonbury headlining spot and he's playing MetLife so I already got my tickets I'm stoked I'm gonna make a whole day of it hopefully Frankie's going to I, I think he probably will we're gonna do a tailgate listen to the Beatles all day go to the show like it's the ultimate how could you you know how could you not want to see Paul McCartney but what would it be for you Shit, I didn't even think of McCartney. That's that's a good answer. Just to say you saw a Beatle, right? And like yeah. you know, the Beatle, you know, depending if you're a Lennon guy or McCartney guy, it's, those are the two guys that are the the, 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 were the front men. Um, that might be like the right answer. And so let me just first off say, Billy Joel, if you're listening to this and you like Billy Joel, you love Billy Joel, go see Billy Joel. Just get the tickets now because you never fucking know what could happen. God forbid. My answer a few years ago would have been Tom Petty. And I oh, yeah. didn't do it. He There was one concert he did every year. I go to Saratoga right around Travers time, which is their big race up there. And they usually have a big time, you know, headliner of the concert, usually on Friday night at SPAC, which is their outdoor uh, concert theater. And I didn't even know he did it. And I had a buddy who ended up going and I'm like, man, I wish I had known I would have gone up you know, fast forward a few years and Tom Petty, I'd always look at his tours and always try and there'd always be something going on. Obviously he passed and that was out of the blue, right? How he yeah. just was gone. And I'm like, man, and I've always heard how great his show was. I saw Billy Joel. I actually went up to Albany to see Billy Joel and Elton John. And I'm like two motherfucking monsters off of the bucket list. And I'll tell you, man, that drive home was an absolute bitch. We ended up driving home the next day. Cause we all had work. Um, and this, I was starting to be, I was pretty close to being as old an old fuck who was washed up. I was so tired. And every time I think about how bad that ride was, I was like, you know what? I crossed Billy Joel and Elton John off my bucket list. Absolutely. Go see both of those guys and anyone else that's like older. Cause you really never know. So that's the first kind of thing I wanted to say, just in terms of Billy Joel, absolutely awesome concert. Such a good show. So fucking good. I mean, his run of like the the songs that he ended with, it was like seven or eight songs in a row where you're like, this would have been the most popular song that any other artist ever wrote in their entire life. And Billy Joel's got a dozen of them that he's just whipping out into the the crowd. What's your number one, Joel? What's your number one uh, like favorite? I I think it's more of a stereotypical scenes from an Italian restaurant, but. When it comes to the, not deep cuts, but the other songs, there was a moment during the show last night where he goes into Zanzibar, which is one of my Mm -hmm. favorite Joel songs, and I stand up immediately. It was kind of a stand-up sit-down show, like, depending on what the song was. And I'm like, oh, Zanzibar, what a jam, absolute jam. I stand up as seemingly every single person at Madison Square Garden sat down. 
My girlfriend was laughing <laughs> so hard at me because I was the only person standing up for that song. So that would be the one that I would call out as maybe a, a Robbie Fox special. But I was stunned. Who doesn't like Zanzibar? That's yeah, that's funny that everyone just went down. And, and I'm with you. Like scenes is my is my favorite too. And it's like yeah. when it's like yeah, we're gonna play chalk. It's like Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball because that's what he fucking is. Scenes, it's like it's a fucking great song. It's an epic. You get to see it live. It just gets the energy up. Uh, it's a story. You know what I mean? The fact and who anyone who hasn't seen, I saw Glenny blog that I think it was last year. They made a music video for it out of the blue which <laughs> yeah, i thought like was, recently yeah was so incredible and I, I was like i was always like i don't know if you can really do um a video for this because we've all probably played a video in our heads we've imagined it and yeah. it kind of plays out exactly as i think it's kind of played out of my head so i thought that was perfect anyway the answer to your question so i i was trying to think of it I, i've seen a lot of the bands or groups that i've wanted to see and again if you haven't seen bruno mars you gotta see bruno mars it's you saw absolute... bruno you saw the up and smoke tour you saw uh, yep. dmx in a mall um aerosmith was my is, has been my was my favorite brand growing up i saw that was my first concert i ever saw um, i remember you you told that story on this show i think yeah, yeah, yeah. First Aerosmith show, yeah. Papa Clement. I that was when I first smelled marijuana in my life, and I yeah. I didn't know it was marijuana for a few years later. Um, so the two answers I have, and they're not like massive, massive bands or groups, but uh, one is Hall and Oates. I just fucking love oh. Hall and Oates. I'm hoping for Guardians. We get a Hall and Oates song in Guard in Guardians three coming up. Um, and that was one that I, I was I think right before the world shut down in 2020. I had a show like targeted, and it just fell through. And then the other one is The Offspring. That was just... That oh, was wow. I'll early. do an Offspring show with you. I'm in. So that was like teenage or maybe a little before preteen Clem. That was... I just absolutely fucking love The Offspring. Uh, I was in a bar actually in Saratoga and they just played the greatest hits one night. And I was like, holy shit, man. This thing just... And then, you know what? No one was complaining about the same yeah. band playing. It was like everyone... I absolutely love The Offspring. And uh, I think Eddie... Eddie mentioned something about The Offspring pretty recently, how he wants to see a... a see them in concert i looked up I, again hall and oats and offspring i always am looking up their 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 they, their, their touring dates. together yeah oh my god can you imagine that that would be incredible and uh offspring is playing on my birthday in chicago and i was like eddie Ooh. here you go man. it's a saturday too so i'm like here you go man you fucking do it i have my daughter's dance recital on my birthday so a double whammy i'm turning 40 the big four i'm old as hell i can't go see the offspring with my guy eddie out in chicago i'll be watching my little seven-year-old doing a couple twirls probably a two-hour concert she'll be on stage for two minutes and i'm gonna be stuck inside <laughs> doing that but uh offspring and sienna Hall someone's and gotta tell sienna do your dance recital to the offspring for daddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah can we change the song to uh self-esteem oh, I, I actually, I, I've been meaning to tweet this out. And I never did, but I wanted to tell you. So the other day I played um, the Peacemaker credits for AJ. And I was like, AJ, what do you think? Is Absolutely loved it. Does the dance. Asks, he goes, Alexa, play, uh, do you want to taste it? Which is very weird to hear like a three-year-old <laughs> say. So now I said, AJ, this is called rock and roll. Do you want to listen to more of it? Yeah. So every morning on the way to preschool now, we just, I, I just turn on like a rock and roll mix. I start off with, do you want to taste it? And then we just go through the, the hits and I taught him how to do the horns. And I said, yeah. this is what it's called head bobbing. So we head bob in the car on the way to daycare. And uh, you know, he's learning some Zeppelin. Today we got some Zeppelin in, we got some queen in and we kind of go. And if, if, if like a, a, like a pop song comes on and shuffle he goes dad this isn't rock and roll so aj 
I've always known AJ. I've always thought he's going to be like a butt heavy Marlboro red kind of guy. And he's, he, I'm basically raising the peacemaker. Like he's yeah. going to have a mullet. He's going to be get him a leather up. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. He's big in the rock and roll already. So I'm doing my job on that. And, but yeah, offspring and uh, Hall and Oates, two very different fucking things. But if they ever do a show, great together, answers though. I like those answers. And I'll tell you my third, this, they, they played at city field and I couldn't go. Cause there was a graduation. I think on my wife's side, I think my wife's sister graduated. I was going to go at the Mets used to have mini concerts after the game. You get like four or five songs, which for some bands is the perfect amount. I don't yeah, have to go. That's to, pretty cool. I missed heart and I wanted to see oh, heart so goddamn bad. So yeah. it's like, I don't have to go to a heart show. I don't have to, you know, see some opener that I don't care about. I would have just gotten nothing but the hits and I would have yeah. got a Mets game out of it. And it just didn't work out in terms of timing. But that's like, those are the three that I've been heart is actively awesome. Mining. Heart so is good. underrated too by people my age. Like I feel like when they name all the big rock bands of that era, heart usually doesn't come up. But like Nancy Wilson from heart. She wrote some of the stuff from Almost Famous as well. She was really? married to Cameron Crowe for a while. Yeah. Um, if you go on YouTube, look up the Kennedy Center Honors for Led Zeppelin, Heart doing Stairway to Heaven with uh, Jason Bonham on drums. Ooh, one of the best covers you'll ever hear with Led Zeppelin in attendance, Robert Plant crying as they do oh, it. Like, because wow. he didn't know that Jason Bonham was going to play drums for it. And it's like the curtain opens and he sees like, oh, there's my best friend's son who, you know, they're now very close friends and whatnot. Yep. Just an awesome, awesome performance. Now, some nerdy stuff, some more nerdy stuff. My mom's basement, my mom's basement related. <laughs> the Mobius reactions are out. They're exactly what we expected. Exactly uh, as bad as we expected. People are saying it's very bad. The pacing's horrible. The story's horrible. People are saying it, it plays like a 2005 plot. Which feels like an insult to the year 2005, but yeah, very bad CGI. Everyone is really pointing out the CGI is just horrendous. Um, someone wrote it is a movie of complete incoherence, and it reportedly has some of the worst post-credit scenes ever. I looked up what the post-credit scenes are. I read the description of it because that's not something I care about getting spoiled at all. I don't know if it sounds like the worst ever. It certainly doesn't sound good. It sounds like it doesn't make any sense. And another interesting thing about this, basically all reference to Spider-Man or that universe that we saw in the trailer has been mm -hmm. cut out of the movie. Really? Wow. There's no Spider-Man graffiti in the background. There's no Oscorp in the background. They make a reference to him in the post credit scene. They make a reference to Venom, but there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, reference to him which it makes sense as much as it doesn't make sense because this movie was done filming before no way home even started filming. <laughs> i'll tell you man i don't know what it is about him i've just never been a jared leto guy so i see him and yeah. i'm just like yep I'm, i like he's had good roles i'm not gonna say he hasn't but in terms of like things like this i was i was like I was like, man, I hope we don't have to watch this for the basement because I really have 0.0% interest. And then when, again, when I get reviews like this, these reviews usually come out with DC movies. And I'm like, all right, not even going to waste my two, two and a half hours worth of time. Um, so yeah, this is me saying I don't have to watch this movie. And uh, thank you very much to all the people. And hey, if, if, if a bunch of listeners like these guys don't know what to talk about, this movie is fucking great. I'll think about seeing it. I'm going to say that's probably not going to happen, though. So these, uh, these aren't critic reviews. These are also fan reviews. <laughs> yeah, oh, these are also fan reviews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, no fucking way in hell. I think it's a little bit of each, but yeah, they're, they're really bad. And then Moon Knight reactions appear to be the complete opposite. Moon Knight reactions are very positive, including from our own Jeff Dilo and Ken Jack. I talked to them about it. 
I did get screeners sent to me, I think for the first four episodes. But you know me, man of the people. I am watching Moon Knight with everyone else. I like the speculation. I like the week to week. I like not knowing what's going to happen. So Moon Knight reactions, they say comparisons to WandaVision and Loki, if you're going to compare it to any shows in the MCU, because it's a big mystery. Even Jeff told me that. He said the whole show is kind of an unraveling mystery, which I love. I think you love that as well. Like we, especially for this podcast, we like having to be like, is Mephisto coming out next week? Uh, You know, (laughs) all of that. And everyone is saying uh, it's very violent. People are shocked by the amount of blood that they're showing already, which I'm in for. Again, like we don't get that in MCU shows. Give us an MCU show that's completely different than the rest. That and with the Netflix shows coming over, and that's you know, I, I actually got a thing the other day about uh, on Disney Plus when I went on to play something for the kids, and it was like, hey, do you want a show like? all the you know do you want to block certain things parental control things like they they had me log in and do everything so that's probably a reaction to that and i hope that they saw that they were bringing these shows in and were like well let's just go fucking crazy with moon knight yeah, too why so, not if we're doing it yeah and i said that in the blog when the um trailer came out i said or maybe it was our podcast with jose which for anyone who hasn't you know who doesn't know much listen moon before night, this show it is a must listen because we're all clueless with you and it's going to, you know, they'll do their job on the screen, but have Jose kind of break everything down for you. And Jose kind of said, like, you, you're not really sure what's going on is Conchu. I said he's Tinder swindling him. Um, there's <laughs> the different swindler. Yeah. Yeah. There's different versions of Moon Knight. Potentially there's a lot of shit going on. And Oscar Isaacs sounds like he absolutely crushes that role. So the fact that these reviews came in, because there's a lot of ways, there's, there's a lot of ways something this big with violence and with, um like mystery it can go a lot of different ways and the fact that everything's coming back thumbs up so much it makes me feel so good because i was pretty damn excited for it after talking to jose and now it's even more so i'm i'm like i'm legitimately stoked for it so uh and this is coming from a fucking comic book character i didn't even know existed uh like a year well ago, so. you, you had some comic books so i had the comic books some kind of variant in the back of your head that knew he existed but yeah I must have, like, that must have been one of those grab bags where it's, like, you could get the first Spider-Man and I got a fucking Moon Knight, you know, comic book out of it. I used to love getting the grab bags when it would be, like, a bunch of back issues for $5 and it would be, like, uh, you know, 20 back issues for $5. You'd be, like, I don't know what I'm getting in a little brown paper bag. Oh, those are my favorite. I I blog about this once every six months or so. I just go on a tangent where I'm just, like, I fucking miss grab bags. Like, again, those comic books are, like, the Mark McGuire rookie cards in here. You're probably going to get some shitty, you know, fucking, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of some Luis Castillo card, but you know what? That chance of that Mark McGuire being in there, you re- go into the bag. Grab bags are the best. I'm a shuffle guy too. On like the iPod or whatever. Oh, I'm or not really a shuffle guy myself. I'm an album guy. I like listening to albums start to finish. You go like, straight through. Almost, it's like almost an OCD thing. It's almost yeah. bad how much I listen to albums. Yeah, <laughs> and I go the opposite. I'm like, and if I'm if I'm feeling especially crazy, I go I go to the songs tab, and then I hit shuffle. And yeah, you don't know if crazy. you're getting Christmas music. You might be getting some kid songs. I'm getting you know we we don't talk about Dominic Bruno. the donkey's coming yeah, up. Crazy, Dominic yeah, the donkey, followed by um you know like a hardcore rap song from like the early 2000s. You don't yeah, know what's DMX, going on. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, it's funny you say that because literally that is AJ's Dominic. Dominic the donkey followed by like we don't talk about Bruno are on his mix back to back so uh that's kind of now I'm raising him as a hard rock guy so we're all gonna be all right we're gonna straighten him out yeah <laughs> take, take him to the basement you know some time with Uncle Rob I'll introduce him to some Oasis too we'll get him to some other rock some Brit rock yeah teach him how like an album breeze it ebbs and flows oh, yeah. you know what I mean exactly yeah <laughs> might need some three G for that though but you know so well, when, down yet. the road not when yet. he's older wait, wait when he's till older. AJ's. 
Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. One of the big nerd items of the week we got to get into here. The Joker deleted scene from the Batman has been released. It was released in an awesome way as well. It's like my favorite thing about this whole story is the way they released it on RataAlada.com. You had to answer a couple of riddles to get through, which Devlin helped me out with. Devlin like came over. He's like, I know the answers to all the riddles. He's doing a Batman voice. I was like, oh, cracking up. It was so funny. Um, but it's like punchline. One was like, ha. It was like a bunch of random Riddler Joker related riddles. You get past them and there's a full five minute scene that they released with Barry Keown's Joker, Barry Keegan, whatever, Kogan, Keown, <laughs> however the fuck you say his last name. Barry Kay. <laughs> he is scary looking too. Like, I didn't know how to feel about the Joker. We were tired of the Joker. And I got to say, after this scene, I'm kind of down for this version of the Joker. Like, I've never seen a Joker where just the look of his face sent chills down my spine and i was a little scared from him the back of his head looked like he clawed like or, yeah. or you know people said he dro- was dropped in acid matt reeve said this joker might not have been dropped in acid so i don't know if the acid is what did the stuff to his face but it's like bubbly and man it, it's a good scene i could see why they cut it too because it's a bit long it would distract a little bit from the riddler stuff i think and the interrogation scene between batman and the riddler pretty similar too I like the way they shot it as well, where it's like you don't really see a clear look at his full face. You get like clear look at his eyes, clear look at his mouth, and then the rest of it's blurry. I like the scene. I think it was probably the right move to cut it though. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. The the Joker thing, like it almost was kind of fucking with me in terms of like I'm like, did he do this to himself? He clawed his face. He's yeah, like, and it's like it's a mental health shit. I'm like, I am not ready to to dive into that right now. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm with you on it. It would have it would have probably just convoluted everything else because it did feel at first when I saw the scene, I'm like, wait, is is he in there with the Riddler? Because it felt like the same exact yeah. dynamic, and I'm sure they would have reshot it or something like that, or, or they could have made a change so they're not so similar. But uh. We, we did talk about it too. <clears throat> Excuse me. I almost like, I, I would have been very happy to take a breath from the joke where we've had about a hundred of them in like the last 10 years. I would have been fine to say, Hey, we got the, the fact we got a little bit was good to say, Hey, he's here and he's going to be a fucking problem coming in the future. Um, he is fucking scary though. And that, that does, he's much more edgier, grittier than some of the other jokers. And that's going to, kind of play into i imagine what matt reeves batman's gonna be like for the foreseeable future so i was cool with that but again i already said like if you were to add this into everything else with i i thought three hours everything they had there i thought they could have maybe taken a little more out and kind of made it tighter throwing this into the mix throwing the motherfucking joker into the mix and i'm like all right what's happening with the joker now that would have just been too much and i feel like if they had that scene they might have had other scenes to kind of like you know, go along with it. So um, sure. I'm very happy they, they they took it out personally. It was cool to see. I didn't realize you had to jump through all those hoops. Devlin's another Devlin's another guy at Barstool, A plus nerd. Uh, have yeah. to have him on in the future. Uh, I'd love to hear his thoughts. He was great with Star Wars, um, and he's we're always he's always uh, we're always chopping it up, talking you know nerd shit whenever I'm in the office. So uh, all in all, cool to see. Happy they got rid of it. 
If that's going to be our Joker moving forward, though, I, you know, like they kids build him up to be, you know, right now we're like, we don't want just a Batman Joker movie again. Like even after seeing that scene, I'm like, I hope he's not the main villain for the next movie. And I don't think he's going to be, but you could build him up through little tiny scenes like this to the point where we're like, all right, give us that Joker movie. Like if he's that good, you know, you could make us really ask for it and then deliver when the fans want it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it, but it's like, and I guess it's weird to say maybe the Joker and Batman, like, not everything has to be kid friendly, right? Especially if they're going to yeah. have fucking cartoons with pets super and all this friends, kind of stuff. Like yeah. Super pets, whatever. Yeah. We can have a Batman that is, you know, the adult adult swim. That was always the worst when you were a kid and like, all right, adult swim time. And like, oh man, this is bullshit. Adults got us. When you too, were a teen, that was the best. When it swapped over, you're like, <laughs> robot chicken. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> I'm talking about in the pool, Bob, legitimate adult oh, swim. Oh, adult swim. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about Cartoon Network adult swim. I that didn't know. Too, I didn't know adult swim was a real thing. Yeah. It was like, you know, we're, we're doing free swim now, but like kids would go in the pool and it's like, all right, kids out. It's time for some of the adults if the adults want to. I didn't know swim. where that, that's yeah. where the channel got their name or anything. I, wow. We're dropping knowledge in the basement. Every today. day. Every day is a school day, brother. Every day is a school day. <laughs> Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Let's get into some questions now. The first of which is from Caddy Ranch Pod. I'm going to change this question up a little bit. He said, the way Matt Reeves used something in the way, what song would you want to play over you like it did for Batman in the movie? Which is a good question. I don't know what my song would be necessarily. Maybe Why Not by Hillary Duff because mm-hmm. I got that or something. But I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say, what do you want the song to be for Batman 2? And oh. I think you could continue along the Nirvana path if you wanted to because he's inspired by Kurt Cobain. I would switch it up a little bit and I would keep it in the 90s grunge era. I would either do like an Alice in Chains song. I would do a Smashing Pumpkin song, a Soundgarden song, Temple of the Dog. Someone in that 90s grunge era, I would probably do Smashing Pumpkins, something like like almost a deeper cut, like the airplane flies high, turns left, turns right. But you could do like bullet with butterfly wings the world is a vampire imagine just batman walking out of the shadows to that shit like people fucking terrified you know something in the way is a little more emo and whatever i think batman is going to be a little less emo in the next movie based on i need to be a symbol of hope and not just do this for vengeance and i think we're getting a little more bruce wayne so i think maybe like yeah we're a fucking bullet with butterfly wings there you go I that was that was my answer. I like that. You know what? Fuck it. I already brought Offspring up. Let's get a little like grungier remix of the <laughs> Offspring self-esteem or keep them separated or some shit. Pretty fly for a white guy would be kind of weird, but you know, maybe yeah. it's more Bruce Wayne. It, it could than be it is like Batman. yeah, the Bruce Wayne scene of like you know in Spider Man Three when Peter Parker's like dancing, he's doing the like weird yeah. like over the top like <laughs> Bruce Wayne doing that. <laughs> I was thinking keep them separated, but it's the Joker and Batman, right? And it's like you don't want yeah. these two to go together because it's gonna get explosive but i think bullet with i thought that was a fun question though like just like to think about that i want to see people make like music videos on youtube to these with like batman clips Mm. or something you know like i feel like that would be really cool 
and the song from Black Widow, the the Teen Spirit, right? Like yeah. the way they like that that shit fucking hit hard. And it was because I was covering my six year old daughter's eyes because Uncle <laughs> Robbie didn't tell her that it was fucking human trafficking to start the episode off. Nonetheless, though, like that just goes to show you how well like a good cover can really like just crush, even if it's not by True. the original group. So yeah, good question. Great question. The next one, this is kind of, uh, I think this is more me than you. I, I feel like you're not super into this world, but TNT with DNT says Halo series. Yay or nay. The first episode of the Halo series is out. I was a huge Halo guy growing up. My favorite video game series of all time. Halo three was like my favorite game. I was master chief for Halloween one year. I was a huge, I read the Halo books. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll say yay based on like, I'm into it. I've wanted it forever. The stuff I've seen is that it's good, not great. It's pretty campy, people say, but I don't have an issue with Halo being campy. Give me like a really fun sci-fi show. It doesn't have to be amazing, but yeah, yay. I'm in on it. I'm excited to watch it. So I Halo is one of those things that again, I was a I was a PlayStation guy. My hands are not very big. It's something that, you know, I've, maybe that's why I wear the Thanos gloves so people can't tell I have small hands because <laughs> I'm wearing this fucking made for a Titan, this this golem made for a Titan. Um that first Xbox controller was chunky. And yeah, you were probably like three when the first Xbox. When, how I, old were you? I was really, really young. My brother bought the first Xbox. He was like all. My brother was one of the. I swear, he was one of the first like people to be all in on Xbox. And I couldn't use the first controller. Like we had to buy. They came out with different controllers right away because everyone complained. And yeah, I had to use like a kitty controller. So, so like, just because of that, I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay PlayStation. I fell in love with certain games on, on, on Sony. But I will say, like, missing out on the entire Halo Revolution is one thing. In, like, real time, I was like, man, it sucks. I can't play that. But, and you know, once you pick it up and there was X and Y, and that's not the same spot as the X and, <laughs> on the PlayStation controller and shit like that. The X and, is blue, too. It's X tough, and yeah. O. That's what it was. It was X and O because there's a circle, but then there was a O. Uh, so all that kind of shit. It just drove me crazy. So, um, Halo is one of those things that, yeah, from the outside looking in, I really don't have an opinion. I saw Ken Jack, he blogged about it. He, he seemed to be lukewarm on it. So at this yeah. rate, I'm just blindly going with Ken Jack in terms of my thing. So if Ken Jack says it's meh, it's meh, in my opinion, until proven otherwise. I like some meh shows. Like, I was kind of into mm-hmm. the CW superhero shows that people shit on. And just in that, like, I like tuning in and just kind of knowing what I'm getting in yep. a show. Like, there's something to that where it's, you tune in and you're like, yeah, this isn't going to be Breaking Bad, but it's going to be a half an hour of <laughs> gore, violence, aliens exploding. Like, I'm in on that shit. Charles B says, as someone who tunes into My Mom's Basement for Star Wars, Marvel, superhero, nerd stuff, what's the best wrestling episode or interview to go back to that would help a non-wrestling fan start to get into it? I think this is an interesting question because it kind of depends on what you're going to be into in wrestling but like we don't know that yet because you're not into wrestling <laughs> so i could see people liking the dan Housen interview because dan Housen is just this eccentric over-the-top character who does the interview in character and it's like a very fun funny interview and he's in AEW now so you could go you know watch that interview go watch AEW. you'll see him week to week i could also see some of the more popular interviews like the stone cold one the rick flair one and the undertaker one driving people to check it out because those are all done with jared carabas as well who we're not even supposed to talk about now but now you know it's in the past jared carabas existed at barstool <laughs> and they're all like really good career retrospective interviews almost that do get funny so i would recommend as far as old school wrestlers like the undertaker one and the stone cold one in particular and then as far as new wrestlers go i honestly think dan Housen 
or someone like Adam Cole, who I've interviewed on the channel before, because we get into a lot of video games. He's a huge Halo guy himself. We talk about if you want to get the uh, PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series 1, which you should get and why. I try to, at least with a lot of my wrestling interviews, talk about stuff outside of the ring, because I do know there's a lot of people that listen to even the wrestling interviews that don't like wrestling. And I appreciate mm. that. I think that's cool that people are into it enough to listen to the interviews with even people they're not super into. But I would say either Danhausen or The Undertaker. Those are your two most likely, which is hysterical to say one after the other. <laughs> one's like a character from Batman, the animated series. And one is the most prolific Hall of Famer, you know, all time he's going in this year. So this is coming from me again. This is someone that grew up loving wrestling in the 80s and 90s, Hulkamania, basically. I got out right around the time Hulk Hogan left. So I missed a lot of like when Bret Hart rose to like prominence and all that kind of stuff, but got back in right as the attitude era kicked off. And I mean, I'm telling you when I was into wrestling, there was nothing bigger in my life, sports, comic shit, whatever the fuck wrestling was by far my favorite thing in the world when it was cooking at its absolute best. Uh, I would recommend the the monday night war right that's a like a yeah yeah television you find series. The documentary yeah that's on peacock so it, that's another thing where if you're a wrestling fan you probably hate that the wrestling stuff's on peacock but if you're not a wrestling fan you probably have peacock for the office or parks and rec and you have a lot of content at your disposal like amazing attitude era wwe stuff and you could give the wwe a lot of shit documentaries is one thing they don't really fuck up like sometimes they're they do uh, revisionist history on stuff, yep. but the actual storytelling is like that. That's enough to get you into wrestling. I, and I just Googled it. I put an attitude era documentary. Cause that was my favorite. Uh, you know, I was obviously when there's DX one that the cover almost looks like Sergeant peppers where it's got like just all faces on it. Yeah. That one's amazing. I think it's just called attitude era. And there's this one attitude era documentary. If you just Google it, I don't know if it's the same one, but it's 57 minutes long and it's on daily motion. You just watch it for free. It's an hour long. Go. Just bang it out real quick. Um, I don't know if there's anything about like the eighties wrestling. That was a little different cartoony. I'm sure. A little kind different. Of, yeah. yeah. If you, there, there's one I would recommend called the true story of WrestleMania. And that's one too, where I think Vince went in and like corrected <laughs> yeah. some things in it, but you'll get the, the general overall scope of like the first 10 years of WrestleMania which is like some, there's truly some great stuff in there too. So the documentaries are a good place to start. I would start at a documentary before a match even because like the way they, they'll show highlights of matches will make you understand it a little more. And then when you watch a match, you'll be like, oh fuck, this is awesome. Like a full thing. The High Noon El Prez Pack is here featuring my top four High Noon Vodka Celta flavors. These flavors include passion fruit, pineapple, pear, an all new flavor, Tangerine, all made with real vodka, real juice. This 12-pack is only here for a limited time, so get it while you can. Just look for the pack with my face on it. You can even scan the QR code in the pack and have me virtually join your party. Visit HighNoonSpirits.com to find the El Prez pack nearest you. And that's the best way to put it, too. Or WrestleMania, too. WrestleMania is, like, next weekend. Invite your friends over and, like, have a WrestleMania party. It's two nights, so there's a Saturday night now, too, if you don't want to do Sunday night leading into Monday. Like WrestleMania is always a fun time. Johnny Knoxville's wrestling. Logan Paul's going to be there. Pat McAfee's wrestling. Like they always make it. So you'll, you'll be able to be entertained. Even if you're not week to week on the storylines, they'll show little video packages before matches, have a WrestleMania party. It's fun. 
And trust me, like for people that don't know that have never followed wrestling or just looking from the outside or, you know, it's fake, it's, you know, or it's not fake. That's what people say, but it's scripted, all this kind scripted. of stuff. <laughs> wrestling is about entertainment and it yeah. is, there's a reason why it's been around before I was born. And the reason why it's going to be around after I die. And it's just fucking male fucking real life entertainment. It's very barstool, very barstool, personality totally. driven, crazy over the top characters, funny shit, some stick, some real stuff. And then the wrestling, the matches are almost at least for me they're kind of in the background i know there's people i'm sure like bob who appreciate the technical side of shit and when there's awesome wrestlers you'll know but like hulk hogan stone cold steve austin they were never the best technical wrestlers and they fucking well stone cold the funniest thing about young stone cold was unbelievable he he legit was and it didn't work because nobody cared everyone's like oh cool he's fucking steve austin the ringmaster what a great technical wrestler and then he was like you know what let's try something else Fuck you. I drink beer. I hate my boss. I'm going to do five moves from here on out. And everyone is like, he's the GOAT. He's the best ever. And he's wrestling this Saturday, next Saturday against Kevin Owens. Not, It's not like an official match yet, but I think it's going to be a big brawl. And it's like rumored to close WrestleMania. Tell you what, Stone Cold looks like he's been zoning in on the meal prep. He looks like he's been leaning up for this. He's having like a real match. You're going to see a stunner. Get handed out in Dallas at WrestleMania. You're gonna hear the glass shatter, the pop. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. He's he's getting the healthy HelloFresh uh, packages right <laughs> he now. Is, you know, yeah. He's eating good. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear. He's that's not doing the the like family whatever. He's going for the vegetarian even. Yeah, <laughs> I think Stone Cold is really leaning up right now. I've had this like debate in my head for a while too because AJ is. I mean, right now, like he'll just like come downstairs and jump like five stairs off the top just to like because he likes. He's, he's like a danger person. He just like danger. I'm like, I really want to introduce him to wrestling because I know he's going to like oh, it again. Clem, you gotta, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go to the Indiana. ER within a week. Yeah. I guarantee because he's going to do stupid. He's already does dumb shit without knowing that pro wrestling exists, but it is one of those things that I I've always, I always wanted to like, just like I want to raise my kids a Mets fan. Like I always wanted to raise my kid as a wrestling fan. Like it's, that's how a lot of like older people get back into it is oh, through totally. their kids. I mean, I just bought Luke his first uh, tickets to wrestling ever this week. And I, I, I was so happy to do it. Like Raw's coming to Detroit like two weeks after WrestleMania, maybe one week after WrestleMania. So I know it'll be a good show too. And I just went on Ticketmaster. I bought like such good seats, like three rows uh, from like the elevated position on the lower mm-hmm. bowl. So he's going to be able to see the ring and everything. And I bought them so I could see him on TV. Nice. I want to see him it's react. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll be able to watch Luke watch wrestling. Oh my God, I'm excited for it. And the final question we got here from Little Kahuna says, should I watch all of the Marvel shows that moved from Netflix to Disney Plus? I watched season one of Luke Cage and thought it was so fucking corny. I would say the answer is a resounding no from everyone online. I have not watched all of the Marvel shows or the Netflix Marvel shows myself. I'm into Daredevil right now. I started getting into Daredevil right as they took it off. So I got to get back into it. But everyone says Daredevil is really good. Punisher is supposed to be really good. And I know Jessica Jones is passable for a lot of people. And then they did an Avengers style team up with all of these people called the defenders. And I think some people liked that as well. It was a more shorter series. Like it was a more of an event, but Luke cage, iron fist, all that stuff. No people resoundingly hate that. And uh, it's pretty universal and people hating that stuff. So you're not alone in thinking season one of Luke cage was no good. I would say if you're looking to get into it, start with daredevil and get into punisher after that. And then if you're really into all of that, you could go into Jessica Jones as well, because she might even be brought into the MCU. I think the rumor is that she'd be brought in in She-Hulk. Okay. 
there's yeah. a chance that all happens. And obviously the, the daredevil stuff will give you a better appreciation for Kingpin and Hawkeye and whatnot. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. And I do, I, I don't think that they're going to be like, like whenever they introduce these characters into the MCU, they'd be like, all right, now everyone has watched their, done their homework, right. And watched yeah, no. their old Netflix shows. Like, Nope, they're going to introduce it. Whether it's another show, whether it's in a movie, even just like a, you know, obviously God, fuck it. We're spoiling Spider-Man. If you haven't seen Spider-Man yeah, yet, no, fucking come on. Daredevil's on... in Spider-Man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the <laughs> first 10 minutes of the movie too. Like he's in, it's eight minutes in and he's like, oh, it's great springtime. It's yeah. fucking spring now. You can't wait for a movie. It's like, oh, I had COVID. Spider-Man's out, months. by the way. So if people want to if people want to go get that on iTunes and have it so you could watch it a thousand times in a row, you could do that. There's a ton of bonus features on it, too. Oh, is there? I didn't. Yeah. Oh, nice. I know uh, that there's a bonus feature my brother told me where they, like, point out all the Easter eggs themselves, which I think is pretty cool. That's cool. I like that. Um, I will say luke cage is someone i don't know a ton about and i hope that i saw there was a question was like what is one like out of left field movie oh, yeah they'd like to i'd like to see a, a movie or a show made about him because i do feel like he's a big time character but i know nothing about him and kind of like you know with guardians and some of the other uh shows and movies they've done along the way i do i am interested to like learn about him and i'm not going to read the comics i'm i'm i can't read at all i do audiobooks bob <laughs> you know, it's either audiobooks or nothing at all in my mind we so. might start something though jake jake bass from barstool hit me up and with an idea and he's like you guys should do a comic book book club and mm. like once a month maybe have jose on and we will read a iconic comic book and then like talk about it with him and i said to jake i was like all right that's a great idea but i was like you know clem he's got the kids i don't know if he's got the time to read a fucking graphic novel a month i said it might be funnier if he doesn't and me and jose read it and the podcast is us trying to explain the entire storyline to him my head like my brain exploding <laughs> as like different things come up wait that's the mom? i think it's a good idea though the comic book book club like if we can get like that, that up and running i just recommended to jake batman hush he was like, he was in a comic book store and he had like three comics. And he's like, have you read any of these? Would you recommend them? And one of which was Batman Hush. And I was like, oh, dude, you got to get that. That's where my Batman tattoo comes from. It's one of my favorites. If Bob and has he, it on his body, you know it's good. You know, it's yeah, Bob he the texted me recently and he was like, dude, I just finished Hush. What a fucking book. So that's my <laughs> recommendation for all the listeners that have made it this far. If you've made it this far in the podcast to the end. Go to your comic book store, go to Amazon if you have to, but I would rather you support a local comic store. But get Hush, read it, and tell me what you think about it, because I think it's an amazing Batman detective story. You'll get hints of the Batman even. So if you liked that movie, you'll get a little bit of that detective story that, that you saw there. So check that out. I actually booked my next tattoo appointment recently. I haven't gotten a tattoo in years, but I'm going to get a, a Trig design actually wow trig our, our guy trig who's designed oh, a ton of the my mom's basement artwork he does such good cartoons that i was like i want a tattoo in that cartoon style that you do so i'm gonna kind of just work up my arm and i'm getting all four beetles wrapped wrapped around this arm he designed them in the sergeant pepper way should i give the should i give the people a little tease of what i'm getting here yeah give the people a little taste bob this is the youtube we gotta grow the youtube you guys want to see it man there was a, an old tweet that i stumbled upon and someone's like, man, Clem, you're having like a run. And there was a bunch of content I was doing. And one of the things was, and he's like, and you went in the basement. It was a picture of me and you as Thanos and Cap. And I was like, oh, oh man, classic. that was a good ass time, man. Endgame. So there's Ringo. Oh, there's Ringo. This is Trick? Yeah. Jesus. There's George. There's John. And there's Maka, Paul himself. 
That man is good at what he does. So it's going to be like I'm going to kind of have one on the face, one on the, you know, they're going to, it's going to be like four of them wrapped around. And then uh, I don't know what I'm going to do above that. But since I'm getting them in the Sergeant Pepper's outfits, there's a chance I kind of just work up my arm with like funny, interesting characters, cartoons, all stuff like that. Almost like a Sergeant Pepper's cover, but for like all the stuff that I like. I dig it, man. I dig the hell out of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do we have a do we have a hashtag we could give people that made it to the end? I was thinking just because you had said it, it's like if you made it this far, like just hashtag hush. Just makes oh, no sense for one. people. No, yeah, I did. People won't get hush. it, but like hashtag hush. Yeah. <laughs> if you've made it this far, tweet us at hashtag hush. Um, and we'll be back next week for Moon Knight. Moon Knight is officially next week. So listen to that podcast with Jose that we did if you're interested in it. It's everything you need to know about that character stuff that will be helpful knowing going into the show. I think it helped people going into Hawkeye, some of the other previous ones, Eternals especially. Yep. So go check that out. And we'll be back next week with our first ever Moon Knight review. I can't wait. 